0: Welcome to the Xbox Dad Cast. This is a podcast about the Xbox, the upcoming Series X, specifically from the eyes of a fairly casual, mediocre gaming dad. I am Morgan, a.k.a. Bondiesel, Diesel, and I've spent the last few years focusing on one game, talking all about it, making a podcast for it, streaming it. YouTube in it, doing that thing. And I've said, you know what? Let's diversify a bit. Let's open up the conversation. Let's talk about one of my true gaming loves, the Xbox and consoles in general. So why do a podcast? We're going to talk about that and who I am and where I come from. And then we're going to talk about some Xbox news uh, most episodes will focus on news and speculation for the Xbox Series X as we learn more and lead up to the release. We'll also compare it to the PlayStation 5 with information that we have about that. Um, this isn't meant to be a toxic thing. I'll probably make a joke here and there. Definitely throw out some opinions. This isn't a console wars thing. I, I'm i tired of that i know that it's impossible to ignore but we will do our best so why do this podcast Uh, i wanted to explore a new topic Uh, most people who listen to this at least at first will know me from my coverage of the division and the division 2 game by ubisoft i uh, started three-ish years ago getting involved in that community, starting off with screenshots and build video or build pictures actually um, for the game that moved into streaming and uh, doing a podcast, which I, as of today, am on episode 105 with. Um, I've gotten to do a lot of really cool things, being involved in that game and making content for it. I've gotten to go to E3. I've gotten to go to a pre-release event in san francisco and i've gotten to know a bunch of really cool developers and people involved in the gaming world Uh, all the way from fortnite to borderlands to rainbow six to all of the really all of the ubisoft properties in some capacity and especially division but that game has been out for a little bit and its news seems to be slowing down and i have found myself way more interested recently and paying attention to what's happening with the next generation of consoles, specifically the Xbox as a Xbox fan myself, which we will talk about. And I want to talk about it. So here's my outlet. I hope that you are willing to come along with me. Um, I also want to be able to kind of present a perspective that I haven't found myself. I know there's some gaming dad podcast and things like that, um, but I think something specific to the Xbox isn't there as far as I know. So I'm going to try to fill that void uh, because that's how I became a dad anyways, right? We got jokes. They're not good, but they kind of exist. So me, I go by bond diesel. That's been my tag on Xbox for a very long time. Uh, that's what i've done all of my content under i am a 31 year old soon to be 32 year old husband father and lifelong gamer um, that uh, professionally i am a social worker uh, and in my limited free time with with a currently almost eight month old um, i uh, play games of all types Um, i do kind of you know go more towards shooters some sports games some racing but mostly shooters uh, of all types. Like I said, not really into the console wars thing. I've owned every company at some point, though I have been with Xbox since the 360 for the most part. Um, And I actually have a gaming PC as well that I do some stuff on. Uh, Real-time strategy games. I'm a big Age of Empires fan so we will talk about a little bit of pc gaming on this channel probably specifically like xbox uh stuff uh stuff that has to do with microsoft specifically um, but this will mostly focus on the console side of things uh, my goal here is to do uh, a non-sensational outlook on the xbox it's com it's com- uh, competition and uh, other gaming topics as they come up i um with the division, the whole point of me getting involved with that was to kind of call out the BS to not, um, turn into someone who lies or sensationalizes or makes things up just for attention to try to give information straight and, uh, not creatify it. Unfortunately, it seems like creators nowadays, uh, are more focused on sensational lies and things like that having stupid thumbnails on their videos and basically doing anything for clicks, even if it means having zero integrity. So we will try to stay away from that. Uh, My gaming origins, uh, obviously, I think uh, I'm 31. So like most people, my age, it started off with the Nintendo and arcade games. I had an uncle who ran... A bowling alley, so I got to spend a lot of time there playing that, uh, all those types of games. Uh, specifically, a Teenage Ninja Turtles game from back then, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, um, even some of the shooting games, uh, pinball. Kind of getting into a whole different deal there. Uh, one of my favorite things that I remember from being a kid, especially in hindsight, is I owned a Sega Saturn, and it was so bad, but I thought it was amazing. Um, I specifically remember the only games I remember having was, I think Area 51 was one of those like time crisis type shooting games, but I didn't have a gun. I just had the controller. And so I remember spending endless time using an analog controller to play this shooting game. And I got pretty good at it from what I remember that and the NASCAR racing game. Now, this is the same NASCAR game that got really popular in arcades especially big ones. And um, honestly, that game was awesome, and I got super good at it. At least I thought I was good. I was probably terrible. Um, I did own a PlayStation 1 and 2. I don't remember much about the PlayStation 1. I think we had um, some of the you know, like Metal Gear Solid, some of that type of thing. Um, the PlayStation 2, I more remember, and I mostly played sports games on it. I remember playing Black on there, which a lot of people will probably remember. Um, but I mostly remember like the college basketball and football games. I don't think I ever owned Madden, but I loved the NCAA games. Um, specifically NCAA football 2006, which has the best soundtrack of any game ever made in my opinion, look it up. It's not what you think every other game of that series, the soundtrack was all the spirit songs for each game or for each college. 2006 had this bizarre indie ska weird soundtrack and it was amazing um and then uh so towards the end of the playstation 2 is when i went to college and that was and it was it was like in the middle of the playstation 2 and that was when i got introduced to my roommate who had an xbox um, and i brought my playstation uh, but the problem was is that my playstation had no internet connectivity And his Xbox did, and Halo was a thing. And uh, yeah, so, well, okay, so this was the, uh, the, the original Xbox. And so it got to the point where in our hallway, we had four TVs set up in our room with Xboxes hooked up to each one, but there was something wrong where we couldn't hook up like a router and then plug all four of them in. So we actually had ethernet cable. Originally it was running through the hallway to each person's room where we could plug it into an extra ethernet port and then we got in trouble. So then we ran it outside of our windows under dirt because we were on the bottom floor and we like hit it, but eventually that got caught and we got in trouble for that too. Long story short, we were pretty obsessed with (laughs) the original Xbox and playing mostly FIFA Call of Duty and Halo was our big thing. Just so you know, we uh we were on battlegrounds and we were rather scary. Uh then came the 360 and the PS3. Uh this was when I was actually working at GameStop, which I'll talk about in a moment. Uh so I went uh, 360 because I could afford one. <laughs> if anyone remembers that whole debacle, the PlayStation 3s were insanely expensive and if i remember correctly they were hard to get Um, i remember our stock being very low on them i um, actually did own the ps3 for a short time i think i played i think red dead redemption i want to say i played on that as well as uh, one of the fifa's i think that was it Um, otherwise i pretty much had a 360 at any given time My employment in GameStop uh, gave me a bad habit of trading in and getting new Xboxes when I needed money and when I had money. (laughs) So not exactly uh, the greatest moves on earth, Um, but I do remember ending up with a Xbox Elite with a 120 gigabyte hard drive. I'm pretty sure. I think that was like the quote unquote big one. Uh, There might have been a 250. I can't remember off the top of my head now. Uh, and basically since then I've been Xbox, uh, I got the Xbox one when it released, um, I've never owned a physical game for Xbox or I've never purchased one. I was gifted Assassin's Creed origins on a disc and I can see it from my desk and it has only seen my console long enough to beat it. And then never again. So I'm all in on the digital. I had the Xbox one when it came out, I pre-ordered the one X Scorpio when it was available, got it, ended up giving away my original Xbox one to a viewer of my division two content and stream. And, uh, and, and that's where I'm at. Um, I mentioned my GameStop employment. So for three years in college, I worked at GameStop and shortly after, uh, for about six months after I graduated, um, it was, I had a great experience. I happened to work at one of the stores in the Midwest that was, one of the better grossing stores so it sounds like my experience with gamestop was a lot better probably because i was at one of the best selling stores in the country Um, we had plenty of hours all the time we got treated really well our regional was super nice we got free food and got to host tons of events and it was honestly a ton of fun now it came with most of the gamestop complaints that people have uh, the memorized phone call, uh, greet greeting you had to do whenever you picked up the phone, the, um, forcing or pushing subscriptions and pre-orders on every single customer who walked up, uh, the, uh, I ended up being a third key, which is like a below the assistant manager, but above a regular game advisor, the GA, and I uh, ended up working at a couple different stores, but mostly worked at the one near my college. And uh, it, was a, it was a really fun job. And it really got me into a more serious uh, outlook on the gaming industry because I started seeing things from like the other side. For better and worse. <laughs> uh, but that, that's in my history. I haven't worked at GameStop since two. 2010. I want to say I maybe worked a little bit in 2011. Um, after I left, I worked a few releases for them and helped out. And then after a couple of those, I realized that I was just a body. I wasn't helping. So I left. Uh, and then I moved on. Um, I actually made, I remember making a few videos and stuff for uh, like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and things like that. But I never really got into content creation, if I have to be totally honest. I actually thought that podcast and streaming and all of that, even Twitter and most social media was really stupid until about 2006, uh, 2007, or no, sixteen, seventeen, when I got involved with The Division. It was a game I was looking forward to for years. Um, and most people remember that it had a three or four year development cycle where, you know, some things happen that they probably wish wouldn't have well you can uh, listen to my other podcast the echo cast if you want to hear about division two um but getting involved in that community starting the stream starting to do a podcast um, getting to know devs and uh, community managers and and people fairly high up in the company um was really cool and it got me into the 2018 E3 conference as a um, Ubisoft star player. It's a program they have where they take people to E3 for free. I got paid the whole, everything we stayed in the hotel from diehard. We, which was the nicest hotel I've ever stayed in, in my entire life. We um, got early access to the show floor, um, got access to the show floor all three days. Um, got access to a thing called the Ubisoft lounge, which is the um the off-site Ubisoft stronghold where they had lots of creators there. Um they had all of us, they had developers from all their different games were there hanging out, eating food, drinking. It was super fun. Um yeah, E3 was awesome. <laughs> E3 was a lot of fun. Uh we did we went to the Santa Monica Pier, we did all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, and that, and that was kind of my, uh, my, my big accomplishment. I think I also got invited, uh, about a month before division two released, I got invited to San Francisco to, uh, get the scoop on, uh, uh, with a bunch of other big YouTubers, like people who matter, not me. Uh, I was way out of my element <laughs> at this event, but it was awesome and i got to see the game i got to see things about division two um, weeks before anyone else did Uh, on top of that i've been streaming for a few years on twitch it's twitch.tv bond diesel i'm actually currently on uh, a a bit of a hiatus Uh, this whole covid19 thing has messed up my schedule Uh, we have a little one and my wife is a teacher so she's been teaching from home so uh, on top of my work and hers, and the baby, and you know the pandemic, <laughs> uh, streaming's been a bit tough. But it's something I enjoy doing, and I'm sure I'll get back on it soon. And this podcast I'm doing because my other podcast, which I deem to be very successful, um, is all about Division Two, and things with Division Two are here slow right now. So, like I said at the top, figure we jump in and do this and that's everything about me so let's get into what this whole podcast is supposed to be about the xbox the xbox series x Uh, in this part of the show we're going to talk about the xbox news from the last week the big piece of news recently was the most recent xbox insider show uh, which was done in kind of a special way it was done um, from everyone's home Um, and they showed us a few things. So the grounded trailer, um, that's being made by obsidian came out. Um, I think it looks really cool. It's the honey. I shrunk the kids video game that uh, is going to have you. uh, It seems like you, you don't know why (laughs) you are miniature, but you're going to be in a yard and you're going to be trying to survive. And it seems like it's going to be kind of like a fortnite ish game where you build, you have to build like a home base, Uh, you have to fight off the flora and fauna. Um, and then in this trailer, they kind of dropped a hint that there's like maybe aliens or some type of nefarious, uh, force, um, in, in involved. Um, they haven't said much more than that. Um, I will say my initial reaction to this game was kind of just like why, um, but as time is going on, I am remembering that it's obsidian. Uh, And I think it could be really, really cool. And I'm excited to see what comes of this. And I would love for this to be a game that ends up being surprisingly one of the games where people are like, yeah, you need an Xbox because this grounded game is awesome. But we'll uh, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, They talked a bit more about the Series X tech. Um, They talked about ray tracing, uh, which is something that from uh, a PC side of things, I have a almost brand new PC. And I can't do ray tracing. So the idea that I'm gonna get to buy a, a console that is going to be about the price of a not even a good, but like a decent video card that's going to give me ray tracing is uh is exciting. I do plan on still upgrading my little PC over here and keeping it up to date, but um you know the idea of having ray tracing uh from a little box that is pretty price effective is really exciting they talked a lot about the audio tech. I thought that that was a, a a cool thing to drop. They've talked a bit about that. So if you don't know, so what ray tracing is visually is the game being able to, in real time show reflections and and like light glow. And it's like, it's basically a real time lighting, which in a lot of video games, even modern games don't all have a real time lighting. They have like pre-set up lighting, but it's not uh, it can't just adjust on the fly, but ray tracing can, it does it all on its own. Uh, what's interesting about what they've talked about with Xbox is that they can use that same technology. Um, literally how things bounce off of walls and various environments and things like that for the, for the audio as well. So there's going to be a 3d audio um, capability that's native, that's in this, that's in the game. It's in the hardware. So it can take that load off of the game. And, um, while the PlayStation is, you know, they, in that conference that they had recently, they've spent a lot of time talking about their audio stuff. I I think that what we may end up finding is that the Xbox series X is going to be just as impressive um, from an audio perspective, even if they aren't going to hype it up quite as much. Uh, and they talked about the storage options, which has been a pretty controversial thing. We'll talk about about it more in another segment. Uh, but they basically pointed out that um, you can still play Xbox One games off of a USB 3.0 uh, hard drive that you just plug into USB. That will still work. What they did point out though is that if you want to play an Xbox One X uh, or Series X enhanced game, uh, or a game that will eventually, they're, they're going to have games that are eventually Series X only you'll have to have it on the NVMe SSD, which is either internal or they have a expandable slot that's proprietary from Seagate where you pop in another terabyte. But what the advantage of that is that that's essentially like hooking another SSD straight into your motherboard. Uh, You get a loss of speed even with an SSD by using USB and plugging it into a USB port it's just limited because of the USB speed limitations, but SSDs, especially NVMe ones are way faster. (laughs) And um, my PC has an NVMe that I have my games and my uh, operating system on and literally restarting my computer takes like, God, not even 30 seconds, maybe 20, 15. (laughs) It's crazy. And we have two laptops that have, SSDs and they aren't even in VMEs and they just load up so fast. Uh, but we'll talk about some of that in a bit. Um, they did talk about, um, some game bar updates on windows 10. Uh, so it integrates in the peripherals a bit better, so it can control some more things. I don't use the Xbox uh, game bar quite yet on my windows 10 PC, but I am interested in checking it out a bit more. Uh, and then they talked about how game pass is now available in Korea and Japan. Um, and the Game Pass, uh, one of the major games it's going to have uh, now, is Journey to the Savage Planet. So them releasing Game Pass to Korea and Japan are a big deal, especially Japan, because if you know anything about the industry, you know that Xboxes are kind of an afterthought uh, slash joke uh, in Asia in general, but especially in Japan. Sony owns Japan, kind of makes sense regionally. That's where they are from, and that's where their home audience is, but it seems like this, um, putting game Pass there is kind of a way to reach out a bit. Uh, the journey to the savage planet is a game I have not played yet, but I've seen been, it's been reviewed really well. I do remember for a hot minute there was a kind of controversy about the, the name calling it the savage planet. Um, there's some racial implications, uh, and some to some people, Uh, I didn't think of it that way, I'm pretty sure the developers didn't either. Uh, Maybe it's a conversation worth happening, but what I think is more worth talking about is that it's a really cool looking game. Um, I definitely plan on downloading it and checking it out finally, because I've seen various uh, reviews from like SkillUp and other places, and I've even seen like Funhouse do some playthrough stuff on it. And it looks like it's a really creative kind of fun game, and uh, I suggest checking it out. Now the Xbox Insider had some more stuff going on. This was about as much as I was able to watch before I had to get to work. And um, I took some notes on it. Uh, So if you want to check out more of the show, I suggest, um, I believe Xbox has their own recap of the show or you can just go watch it because it's awesome. Moving to a kind of a speculation and opinions part of the show. I want to kind of talk a little bit about what we know about the Series X so far. And what we kind of know about the PlayStation five and how I think things are going to play out, um, from like a specs point of view from games, uh, from like advertising and things like that. So, um, with the Xbox, we, we, we have some pretty stark numbers. We know right now that, you know, the raw GPU and CPU numbers, um, edge out the PlayStation by a little bit, but I would say a significant amount when it comes to those things, Um, the, the memory we, I believe is the same, uh, the actual Ram. If you know that, um, the controllers has become a topic this week. So we know that the Xbox controller looks like it's essentially the same. It looks like the build quality is a little bit different. It looks like they made some minor changes to the triggers and stuff like that. Uh, and then there's a new sharing button on it. Uh, but it's still going to have removable batteries, which is a point of contention for some people uh the uh, sony uh is dropping the dual shock branding which honestly blew my mind uh and they're moving to dual sense uh which is very sensual and um its big thing is that it's still going to have the touch pad from the playstation 4 dual 4 um it's going to be usb c now so is the xbox and it's looks like a stormtrooper helmet <laughs> it's black and white um I've seen some interesting takes on this. Um, I do think it is kind of more provocative that Sony is changing up kind of the shape of their controller. Uh, If you haven't seen it yet, it basically looks like an Xbox One controller, (laughs) except the sticks are in the wrong spot. And then it has the touchpad in the top middle and the little light bar still. Uh, But it's meaty. It's fatter now, uh, like like the Xbox controller has been for a while and uh it's it's interesting i guess if it's a if you can't beat them join them type of thing um the big thing about the big difference uh, now is that these dual sense controllers have a mic on board Uh, and from a from an xbox fan point of view when i saw that my eyes perked up my eyebrows perked i said oh boy you guys have no idea what you're doing <laughs> because, uh, for any of my fellow OG Xbox one fans, you'll know that the connect was also a mic and, uh, I not I haven't heard it in a while, but man, there was a good few years there where every single doofus and every kid who had their Xbox set up in their living room, uh, every single time. You'd be grouped up with one of these people, you would hear the conversations of every single person in their house, whether it was mom screaming at the kid that you were playing with. Um, I once heard a domestic dispute because someone who was in my group was ignoring uh, help and taking care of their sick child uh, to play the video game I was playing instead. and and uh, their wife was screaming at them at the top of her lungs. I was actually streaming during this. If you're curious about that clip, I might be able to dig it up, but it was uh, one of the more awkward moments of my creation career. And so what I, I hope people realize is that if you put a mic into every single controller for, for the console, it's gonna be interesting. Cause sure, you can mute them you can mute yourself because there's some privacy concerns too. I'm not as worried about that. We're all carrying around a smartphone that listens to us all the time. At some point you just deal with it, but I'm really curious to how that controller thing's going to work out. I'm also really curious about the form factor of the, of the actual system. So we know that the Xbox series X is kind of a monolith. It's this tall rectangular kind of uh small format. Essentially it looks like I think Corsair, makes a pc case that looks kind of like this it's like a tall like small skinny tower um it's really good for cooling and things like that and obviously they've been able to fit a ton of power into it and um it's it's basic right i like it i think it looks great Uh, nice and simple um so now that we've seen this sony ps5 controller i am kind of scared and very interested to see what the actual system is going to look like. I think that that pizza warmer, um, dev kit that got released long ago. Uh, well, I don't think it's going to look like that. I think it's going to look more like that than it won't. And I think that they're going to go heavy with like a black and white theme, probably some like blue LEDs on it. And I am curious, um, people who like PlayStation are going to, hail it for being revolutionary and futuristic and super cool um, people who love xbox are going to poop on it no matter what and people who are neutral i think uh, it'll be interesting to see that reaction um, and then pc gamers are going to think it's all useless anyways because they can make a 200 pc that runs uh i don't know quake <laughs> but um yeah so the form factor i think of the playstation 5 is going to be Um, loud is my guess after seeing that controller i think they're going to try to basically do the opposite of xbox and make a very uh, loud and very in-your-face design uh, to kind of set themselves apart but we'll have to see Uh, when it comes to games uh, we really don't know uh as far as i know about any exclusives for the playstation uh for the Xbox, we know that there won't be any true exclusives for a while, uh, that they're going to do kind of a a soft move to a next-gen, where if you have a Series X, it's going to uh, pump up those games, either because they're designed specifically for the Series X. Uh, if you remember the switch from the Xbox One to the One X, uh, there was a patch put out for a lot of games just to bump it up for the One X. That's what I'm expecting from mostly third parties, uh, and a lot of first-party, obviously um, with, with Xbox for the series X. Um, but even if an Xbox one game or even the old Xbox and 360 games aren't enhanced, uh, the game's actually going to enhance it itself. The console will, which is really cool. Uh, so right now we know we have games coming like Halo Infinite, which will release on all of the Xboxes, but will, I assume be the best on the series X. And we know about Hellblade 2. Hellblade was a game I only actually played about six months ago. It might not have even been that long. And I freaking fell in love with that game. Um, I think that game uh, with a expanded budget and with what I hope Microsoft has given Ninja Theory, I would love to see it genuinely, genuinely compete with God of War and its sequel. Um, The original game, I, I think, was a little basic. Uh, the combat and the weapons and and a lot of stuff, but from a storytelling perspective, that Ninja Theory knows how to tell such an intimate, such a really meaningful story. And I think if they can take advantage of the now being owned by one of the biggest companies in the world, I hope that uh, we see them take that formula and just go with it. And I think that I think Hellblade Two could end up being one of the big selling points of the, of the Xbox series X and people don't realize it yet, but we'll have to see. Uh, but other than that, we don't know much. There's, um, obviously we'll probably get a new Forza game. Um, there's some rumors about a new fable game, which actually I do think would be a pretty big deal. Not my favorite series in the world, but I do recognize how important that was to a lot of people. And I'm really hoping uh, that the next few months is going to bring some big surprises because I think right now when it comes to messaging, which we'll talk about here in a moment, I would say, I mean, I genuinely believe at this point, Xbox in this PR game is winning significantly over PlayStation. Now PlayStation literally has sold twice as many PS4s than Xbox sold of Xbox ones. So at the end of the day, their margin for error is gigantic and they can take their sweet time and they can be cocky. And it seems like they are pretty cocky about what they have. And that's not a bad thing. So what I'm really looking for is for Xbox to kind of really drive in the knife and say like, Hey, we're here this time after what was kind of the disaster of the Xbox one, at least in the first couple years. And if they can drop some games that are genuinely exciting, revamping or bringing back some old favorites, hopefully dropping some really cool new games that we've never really heard of before. They've been touting the 16 studios for so long uh, that now we need to really see some stuff come from it. Uh, But we'll have to wait and see Uh, when it comes to the PlayStation five. I think what's interesting and isn't talked about much is um, other than The Shushima, Shushima, most of the games that are coming for them or that are assumed to be coming are all sequels. God of War, Horizon, um, which is not a bad thing. Those are great games, Last of Us. Uh, But there is something I think that's always been kind of stuck in my craw about PlayStation is um, they have these amazing first-party games that are exclusive to them. Big-time system sellers. That's awesome. The problem is, is that basically all of them are 15, 20 hour experiences that most people only will play through once and never touch again. Uh, And I think when you have Xbox that has an exclusive, something like Halo, which is a single player co-op and multiplayer game that's, you know, hopefully can be its big dog again. Um, I think that you see the difference between a company who's kind of resting on its laurels and Sony of just kind of providing the same experience that people obviously really enjoy. And hopefully we see a company in Microsoft Xbox who wants to push it a little bit, um, who wants to give us some really great 15, 20 hour stories, but wants to give us more than that as well. Uh, And then when it comes to messaging, I mean, I think Xbox is just blowing them out of the water. The game awards revealing the system, um, the various different things they've been dropping, the way that they've dropped the specs and shown all of that stuff. I think has been masterful. I think the, you know, Phil Spencer being on so many interviews and and talking to so many people and being so open and Frank, you know, talking about how terrible the Xbox one launch was and how they don't want to do that again. Um, I mean, the big major, the two things I think we have left to know about the Xbox series X is price and games. Uh, and I think the price is going to wait a while because I think that they're going to wait for Sony. And then Sony had a few articles released last year talking a little bit about the PlayStation 5. And then they had this just mess of a presentation that, yes, I know it was for GDC, uh, but no one forced them to release it. And it got touted as being something that it wasn't. Um, It was a really good amount of information. Um, But what I thought was kind of interesting about it is it was very cleverly worded. Um, I think that they really hyped up the audio stuff probably more than it probably should be. Um, I think that's a thing that 95% of people don't really care that much about. And I thought that the way they presented the specs was kind of interesting as well. in that it kind of sounded like they were talking about the specs in the sense of them at their like max operating capacity, which they can't do 24 seven, where I feel like the Xbox made it pretty clear that they were giving us base specs and then saying that you know the system can ramp up for moments as it's needed to. And what I think we may find out is that the disparity in the, the, the technical power of these systems is actually probably bigger than it looks like right now. Uh, the one thing that they did push in very clearly, which they should, is that it looks like the SSD that's going to be in the Sony system is going to be about twice as fast as the ssd for the xbox series x well i think people need to take a reality check um, is that just because um, there may be diminishing returns there uh, so if something takes 30 seconds to load on the series x it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to take 15 seconds to load on the playstation 5. it may but it probably won't and it Definitely probably won't in games like third party games. So, like Division 2, which I'm familiar with, I have to assume that they won't make it faster on one system. They'll probably take the slowest and and make it about even. And what I'm really curious about is that PlayStation really pushed the idea that you can just buy an SSD off the shelf and replace it, where with the Xbox, you have to buy the proprietary Seagate. A little chip that you pop in. But what I don't think people realize is that the SSD that Sony described isn't even for sale publicly yet. And it very well may be more expensive and even twice as expensive as the PlayStation might be uh, when those hard drives initially release. Now they do go cheaper, but I think what's going to be interesting about that is that there's going only going to be there's just going to be so many approved SSDs for the PlayStation five. So you're going to have to run into that issue of making sure you buy one that's approved. And then I think cost is going to be a huge factor with these, at least for a while, where I think with the Xbox series X, we know there's going to be a chip. You buy it from Xbox. It's probably going to be, Well, will see, here's the thing. It, it's probably going to be expensive. I'm going to guess for one terabyte, you're going to be looking at 150 bucks is my guess um, because of the type of technology, maybe 200. But the fact that it is proprietary, um, they might be able to get the cost down on it and it may end up being a better deal. Now I get the whole idea that nothing's ever better than buying, buying it yourself. I'm not trying to shill too bad here, but what I am really curious about is how this is going to work out because right now people are looking at the fact that you can buy your own and the speed of the playstation one but i'm i have a feeling in the long run or maybe like the medium run we're gonna find that it wasn't really better and it was actually worse but we'll uh we'll have to see i'll take my my shill goggles off and that's kind of what we have to talk about for this first episode uh, this is where I would normally talk about listener questions. So if you have any questions, uh, please check me out at uh, at Xbox Xbox Dadcast on Twitter. You can also check me out at Bon Diesel. Um I do have a Discord, which you should be able to find a link here somewhere. Or if you check out the Twitter pages, it should be posted there. Um you can also check me out on my stream and things like that. Uh but before that please take a moment to rate this podcast and leave a review. It helps me get noticed. It helps other people see it. There's lots of Xbox podcasts right now, and I would love to bounce up those charts a little bit. If you want to support this podcast or my other content, please check out patreon.com slash the echo I am bond diesel on Twitch, twitch.tv slash bond diesel, where I stream a few times a week when I can. Um, and that's why I have. So until the next time that I talk to you, be good. Game on.